Hey everybody, welcome to Rain City Supercars episode 35. I'm Dan. And I'm Nick. And we took a long drive over the weekend. We did. We drove all the way down to LA and back. The yeah, long way. The long way. Um, Which is not I-5, the longer way. Yeah, it's I-5. Oh, don't go down I-5. But, uh, that's a little teaser. That's a very it's a teaser long... teaser of next week. Yeah, we got a, a really fun episode, promote an event to some good friends of ours this weekend coming up. An event you should go to. So I apologize to anybody who's not hearing this on Friday. I'll scold you on Facebook. You're missing out if you don't go to this event on Saturday or Sunday because it is the last Ferrari Concours d'Elegance probably ever. I don't know. Well, Pacific Northwest. Pacific but, Northwest, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's bring our guest in. Um, he, he is a uh, the concourse chairman for the Ferrari uh, concourse, uh, Dave Tegler. Did I say that right? Yes, you All did. Right. Hi, guys. Welcome. Welcome. Thank Dave. you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Many of you, uh, if you know in the, in the car, area, car area, have seen Dave. He's always walking around with his Ferrari Club pen on, and he is a beautiful... What year is your? It's a four five eight spider. It's a 2015, 2015. Black, black tan. Black and four, tan. Four five eight. Yes. Spider. I love and I love that interior because yep. that's, that's the proper for oh absolutely yeah. well, I mean yeah. in my humble opinion I mean, absolutely I, they all absolutely. look nice but the tan like that's what I grew up with that's what I know that was the it, for me it was the red on tan three hundred eight from Magnum PI that kind of set my standard of I want a Ferrari and it just just never stopped growing. <laughs> Well, I'll I tell still, you, the I funny, still want a 355. The I'm, 350, I'm a 350, and you owned one. Yeah. yeah, I. In fact, it frustrated Ferrari of Seattle because I wanted to be a throwback. I said, "Look, we need to make this 458 look exactly like my black tan 355." I agree. And they struggled a bit, but we we kind of got it done. And then, oh, did you spec that car? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Very oh, yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah. And right. t- two weeks after I signed the papers, Roberto came to me and he said, hey, got bad news. We can't do tan leather anymore. We have a new color. <laughs> and I said, what? what do you mean? <laughs> Ferrari can't do tan leather. It just doesn't make sense to me. I know. So I drove my, my 355 down there and we held a swatch he had of the new leather color. And my wife says, God, I like that better. Okay. <laughs> so that works. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, right? yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, and, and many of you, many people have met you at Exotics and, and know you. Um, you're one of the big chairmans at the Ferrari Club. And we're talking about, like I said, the 2018 Ferrari Concourse d'Elegance, which is if you haven't been to this, you need to go. And everybody goes, well, I don't want to pay to go to an event like that. It's free. And it is one of the best events this summer that you will go to. I mean, you last year you guys had close to, you had over 100 and... We had 100 cars. 100 cars. Uh, 100 Ferraris. And, and so that's kind yeah. of a big deal. That is you, a big deal. That's you, a, it's a big, <laughs> very big deal. Um, the only place I think that I see more Ferraris than that is down in Concorso. But we're, we're sort of pulling from a, a larger state than here. <laughs> Yeah. I think the other notable thing is we also had an estimated 3,500 people show up, which was twice as much as we thought we're going to. It well, <laughs> I mean, you know, events around the Seattle area, the Pacific Northwest, especially like this, usually aren't free. And that's what makes this event really interesting in the fact that it, you allow, it, it, it brings in a ton of people that are, uh, get, that it makes it, them able to see these cars and see cars that they wouldn't even be able to see other places. I mean... Yeah, it's amazing. That's an important thing to bring out about the show is it's not the low spectrum. Like you had last time, last year we were there, you had two 250 GTOs. I've been there before. You had Schumacher's F1 car. Right. I've seen 550 Daytonas. I've seen Testarossa's, vintage Testarossa's. I mean, not the, I mean, we see those strangely often to say we see a lot of Testarossa's here, but we do. But I mean, it's like you guys get the, the cream of the crop Ferraris. Well, we try. And, and it's, uh, it's not without the kind help of some of the, the major 
uh, holders. Uh, and this, uh, this year we're going to show John Shirley's 166, which is a 1949 car. It was one of the very early cars that was ever, uh, ever produced. I had no idea. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. That, you know, we were talking about before we, before we came on the air here about the fact of, of, of how the three of us, you know, we, we've seen a ton of cars and we're sort of jaded, but I have never seen that car. So that, that gives me, yeah. I was excited to go before, but now I'm really excited because I have never seen that car. And, so. and we will have uh, another uh, 1960 uh, 250 GT uh, uh, Ber- uh, Berlinetta. So, uh, awesome, awesome, uh, awesome. We're, we're pretty excited. And, you know, the funny thing happened last year, we had a 330 come from uh, Los Angeles and that car won best in show and it was perfect and you know did they drive it up no it was trailered up okay. but it was a, we've been trying to make it more of a destination event and little by little we've been chipping away at it but uh, we uh, we think we need to take a break now because we're getting ready for the 2021 national meet that we're hosting and we're a very we're the smallest club in north america a little more than 200 people so uh we uh, it's it's rather presumptuous to be putting on a national meet and we've turned it down before but we felt okay after this concourse we're ready so you're ready to do it and that's happening in 2021 but that's yeah. why it's so important that people come to this year's event because of the fact that they're isn't on the books right now there isn't another one happening that's that's until, we yeah, we so. may we may get rolled for another year I, I oh you guys are crazy <laughs> i know we, we've seen how you put together these shows I, somebody will talk you into doing a show again i know it but someday. right now the plan yeah. is 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 going to be uh, this is it but i think one of the things that we've tried to do with the concours actually with the club is uh, in most car clubs there are three factions there's the race faction there's the wax and shine faction and the people that drive them like daily daily drivers and go on road trips that's very true and uh the goal with the concours is to bring those three factions together and i have to say uh we've done a pretty good job of it we're we're a small community yet we're somewhat in our own silos most of the time and we uh, we've found the concours brings people together so that's uh, I think that's the big plus that we were looking for when we started to try and do this. Well, great, great thing to do. I think I, we, oh, yeah. we started this whole thing because we wanted to make the community better. That's kind of exactly what we're going for is to get yeah. everybody talking to everybody because everybody has the same kind of passion. They just yeah. express it a little differently. Right. And the concourse hits that right on the head. That's great. Well, the interesting thing about trying to organize something like this is we have about eight major subcommittees to put this thing on. It isn't just a, a chairman and a couple of followers. It doesn't work that way at all. In fact, it's, it's really bottom-up organized. We have food committee. We have judging committee. We have a store uh, we run. We have the parking committee, which is really a facility management committee. When you get down to it, we've got the, the food truck people have to interface with the facility people. And, it, you know, it, it gets really complicated. I, I don't think we put this on for less than three or 4,000 emails. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and we, uh, we understand that. Dan and I understand that yeah, we're working it, for exotics and things like that. Yeah, we, the emails in Corso, you know. Yeah, that's, 
If you haven't listened to our episode on how to run a car show or why you shouldn't, if you're thinking about it, <laughs> listen to this and just repeat that last section in your head a thousand times. It is a lot of work and it's a lot of volunteer work more than yes. just work. Because yes. if it would be one thing, if you were getting paid full time to do this, it's a yeah. whole other thing. If this is your, you're not your job, it's, yeah. it's hard. It's you rewarding, know, but it's hard. It's, it's interesting. Uh, as the chairman, my primary responsibility is profit and loss and make sure we don't go upside down. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I have a fairly, as, as broad as I'm looking at what's happening, I'm kind of looking at the dollars and cents. We have sponsors that are, uh, are participating, but I had a goal when we had sponsors is to keep the sponsorship costs really low so that the sponsors felt that they had really good value exposure for what they were paying to be there and exactly yeah we uh we have galileo law as our presenting sponsor this year and we have uh gordon james fine jewelers we have ferrari of seattle and we have ron tonkin of portland is, is kind of our top three sponsors but it's important we, to have the ferrari dealerships uh, support your ferrari concourse i think oh <laughs> so, yeah, yeah they do and, and uh, i learned today that uh, ferrari of Sa seattle is bringing five of their cars yeah so, great uh that's that's good and and i believe uh uh ron tonkin is bringing one or two so uh so that's yeah good. and not only like you were saying that the three factions i mean the judging faction i don't think people realize what it takes to go into the judging and and what it takes to have your car judged or show your car or have a race car but one, another really neat thing you do is you guys do an auction that benefits... Uh, well, who's it benefiting this uh, ben, year? Ben's Fund. It's, Ben's Fund. Uh, yeah. uh, so uh, it's, it's also a charity that the Seahawks sponsors as yeah. well. It's, they do a much bigger thing, but they have neat items to sell there, and, and so that's fun. We have a, a store that's really kind of fun, and they're not high-priced items. They're kind of items that... You can buy like a coffee cup or something like that. Sure. Or uh, we're uh, this year we're uh, we're practically giving away the posters that we create each year. We created a poster for. Oh, I, I have the posters <laughs> and I and I have the book you guys created uh, several years ago. Right. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, there's just kind of memorabilia, and, and uh, I would say we probably have a couple of hundred items. We have uh, T-shirts to buy for like. 10 bucks and caps for 15 or you know it's, it's something to remind way. you of your wonderful yeah, ferrari day something for everybody it's, it's though something, it's, a, but, it's an important thing uh, if, you're, if you're not a person who owns a ferrari you can still yeah. go to this and have a great time like so yeah. when you're going when you're looking at ferraris of this caliber and of this range it's going to an art exhibit period yeah. anybody who doesn't even appreciate cars at all will look at that and go wow that is beautiful well, yeah. and let's be honest, Ferrari makes most of their money off the memorabilia. Half the time you, when you see the F1 <laughs> race, it's all the Ferrari flags and the coffee mugs yeah, exactly. and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, that's great. <laughs> As we've talked about in the past, I mean, you, you've had some of the most rare cars in the world at this event. I mean, the, 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 one of the cars we spoke about on the podcast last week, the 250 GTO that's going yeah. to auction this week, has been a regular guest there. And mul I mean, multiple La Ferraris, everything. It's, and it's it's. And it's in an event, and I want to and I want to say this while I can, so I remember that it is. It's down on in in Lake Kathleen in Renton, Washington, and we'll put all that information, all the information, up on this thing. But it's a really neat little hidden winery. Tell us a little bit about the spot. Well, it's it's interesting. Uh, it's the estate of uh, Bernie and Denny Docknall, and it's 25 acres, but they have eight acres of mowed lawns, which makes it good for not only parking your car there as a visitor, but also display 
displaying the cars around his his home. We have, as you mentioned, at 11 wineries showing up. So it's more than just that. We have an area reserved for Lamborghinis and classic cars. And if you so have one of those... You're going to let those those hoodlums into this event? <laughs> no, no, we, no, we try and help each other. Sure, no, absolutely. Uh, and, and, We're all a big uh, community. Uh, we know... People don't care. Oh, absolutely we don't, not. We don't either. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, uh, it it it's a venue for the classic car club too, which is important. And then, if you have a really special car that isn't either one of those that would be considered uh, an exotic, uh, we have an area for you too. So if sure. it's a street rod or whatever it is. Uh, by all means, bring that because uh, they will be on display. Uh, we have kind of two separate areas apart from they're they're closer to the winery, which may be a big plus anyway. Well, yeah, that's what you, I mean. I've, I've brought the I've displayed the Triumph, my TR3 there before, and I brought my Ghibli. So yeah. it's uh, I've had my Z06 and my GTR down there. And uh, I the parking lot is it's one of those events where the parking lot is <laughs> almost as impressive as the show in a yeah. totally different way <laughs> because you go through you're like oh wow that's you know some random lamborghini or whatever exotic like you said it's just littered out in the parking lot we saw that uh of all, you want to get way out in the spectrum we had that we ran into a guy in the parking lot with an audi rs6 avant which was oh. he had created because they never made it in the u.s they, they've made rs6s here but his was a different one they'd never imported to the u.s and he was just sitting in the parking lot with this one-of-one, never-made car. Oh, my. And we're just, I mean, so like I said, all spectrums, all types, the parking lot alone is worth going to, let alone the event. So, <laughs> but they want you to go to the event. You can come to the parking lot, yeah, but go yeah. to the event, But it's too. truly an <laughs> event for everyone from the second you get there to the second you leave. Well, you so. know, it's, it's a, we have uh, currently, uh, I think it's five food trucks scheduled. Uh, we've got uh, hamburger, we got pizza, we got... In fact, I could probably. We'll get you're to gonna that have a, You're going to have a plethora of, uh, of food there and, and, and multiple events. I mean, and of course, it's important to eat after you, you, you visit all these lovely wineries that are going to be there as well. Yes, I partook in some of that wine last year. Yeah. Um, and you also have a new sponsor. It's a great friend of ours, Drivers Club, is sponsoring this year. Yeah. They're going to bring right. out their Earth Roamer of all vehicles, oh, which really? is this massive, amazing thing you guys have got to see. But they're going to, uh, I think they're, they're going to show it for the first time in exotics and then it's going to be at ferrari it's so gonna, it's going to be at the ferrari. this thing's going to stick out if like the a apocalypse thumb. happens at the concord con, your concourse we're good yes <laughs> the whole the, everybody will be good no i mean um yeah but you, you said you're gonna have you're gonna uh, as far as food wise and that and yeah, that is we've something we've got uh, galaxy donuts who Ooh. uh is there at early <laughs> and then they also do hot dogs and stuff so okay. Uh, we've also got uh, Gemini Fish for fish tacos. We got Tacos El Guero for uh, tacos. 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 Uh, <laughs> tacos we've are got, always good. Uh, a Chicago style pizza, and we've got uh, Stax Burgers. So uh, we oh, got yeah, the food. Thing You're making coming. me hungry just talking yeah. about these things. <laughs> so, okay. I, I may have to start starving myself now just so I can have some no good meal kidding, on Sunday. No kidding. I was going to say salads until Sunday. Got yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to talk about the judging a little bit because that's a huge effort for us. And that's an awesome thing. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I do want to talk about the judging. Yeah. Hey, this is Nick from Rain City Supercars. This part of the podcast is brought to you by M Squared Fitness. Personalized fitness, personalized performance. Find M Squared Fitness online at m2-fitness.com. Mention Rain City Supercars. Get your first session free. And we're back. So before we left for our break, we were talking about judging, and which is sort of a hard thing to do. How do you judge a car like a Ferrari, which off the showroom floor is pretty much as good as it gets as far as exotics go? 
Well, there, the way the, the judging is handled is the new cars are put into a special group called Futuro Classico, and they... Uh, Very Italian. They don't really get judged to the standard the older cars do. You, you pretty much check all the boxes, and if you got the boxes checked that you've got all your documentation for purchase and all that, you're, you're given a certificate, and it's kind of, it's more like a door prize <laughs> in terms of level of difficulty. However... If you get into the uh, uh, older than five years, you get into where you're actually judged for exterior, interior, and the engine compartment. And you're judged down to the most minute detail, uh, a valve stem. If it doesn't have the right original cap, valve cap on a valve stem, half a point. That makes sense. And so the way it works is you start out with 100 points. And for each thing that's wrong with the car, it's half a point, one point. You know, it depends on what it is, how significant it is. Sure. Uh, I know I had a 355, and it did terrible because I had to be exhaust on it. Oh, how that was, dare you? That was minus two, that, right? That car right came there. perfect from the factory, <laughs> sir. How dare you put louder? Ex- no. So there were, there were a number of other things that were non-standard, and I knew they weren't right. Uh, but sure. it, uh, the point is... Uh, we had a fellow here a couple of years ago, uh, Wiley Norwich. His car was a beautiful 355, and he came up about 94 points, which is not really that competitive at a national level. But I knew uh, 355s, Dave Honda knew 355s, and we had somebody else, oh, Steve Jenkins. Yeah. And we went over his car at the event, and we told him everything's wrong. We gave him the, the sheet that he needed to correct to bring his car up. He took it to Nationals and won. Nice. And so what the, you're saying is you took a guy to Nationals, you helped him win. Yeah. No, absolutely. See? No. Now, we yeah. think our judging standard is at a national level, the, the way it's done. We have all the sheets from National, and we have people who know these cars, and uh, there's a chief judge for each division, like 308s, 328s, 348s, 355s, 360s, 430s. Okay. And 458s are still a little new yet, but uh, uh, basically you go through each part of the car, the exterior, the interior, and the engine compartment, and we find screws that aren't right, or we find maybe some modification that's been... M- You're trying to tell me that some of these Ferrari guys have a screw loose? That's yeah, some- exactly. so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what, what makes somebody a, a concourse judge? Like, what, what qualifies somebody? Is it because you've owned a 355, or, or, do you, or does Ferrari put you through a training? No, you have to, to, to be a competent judge, you have to have owned one. Once you've owned one of these cars, believe me, you know them intimately. You, <laughs> you know, know the everything that what can, can go, go wrong, yeah. sure. everything you've done to them. And, and uh, the important thing for any owner is if you can get a hold of the build sheet for the car, that's ground zero. You start from there, and you, you can certify that, yes, this, ca- this is the way this car was built. It gets harder when you're talking about 1967 330s. You have to have people that have owned those cars and studied them in history to be able to judge those. And we have uh, Pebble Beach class judges uh, that are at our event who know the older cars and can give them uh, the accurate accurate word so it's uh it, it, i i would say the judging uh, we have 33 judges in 11 classes of cars and each chief judge or each 
head judge is is experienced in that model and he can coach other the other two to look for it if they're not as experienced but there's uh, there's a recognized person in each class. Yeah, I was I was talking to you at the break about the fact that I, we were there a couple years ago. I don't know how long it was, and a gentleman had I think it was a testarossa or something. I'm not sure, and he was marked points down because he had the original build sheet, and the original build sheet came with custom leather uh, luggage, and he didn't have the luggage. It wasn't he just didn't think to bring it or something. Like, it was some, he was newer to the event, and it was really neat to watch. It was it's somewhat like the situation you said, like he got the sheet back from you guys and it showed what was wrong. And, and I think he, and he was bound to determine he was going to go fix those things and change those, which I think is neat. I mean, like like you and I were saying, it's fun to tinker. It's fun to figure out, you know, bring it back to stock because those cars, when they came out of the factory, are, were just impeccable. I mean, and it's, it's an I sh- art. I, I should mention that uh, one of the purposes of judging cars and keeping the standard of the things up is to actually kind of preserve history yeah. uh, going forward. And uh, the purpose of the concourse is to tell you where you are, what's right and what's not right, and maybe fix it so you can preserve that car in time. It, it, it improves the value. And that's another motivation for people wanting to have their cars judged. And, and that does play into the value of the car when you sell it. And the fact if you can right. sit there and say, I've got a 98-point car here that... You know, this is this That's is the right. only two things, and then that that builds that brings wealth to the car, and it brings value. I say, imagine right. in an older Ferrari that may that may make immense value oh, to have it to that spec. I remember when we had that uh, that Testarossa from the Pope collection down at uh, the Jet Center event. Yeah, and I had never seen one in person before. I've seen oh. photos of them all my life, but yeah. uh, finally we had it up close. And I was looking, and I could see the hand pounded aluminum inside the doors. Yeah, and I was just like, wow, okay. Yeah. It was terrifying to look at. Honestly, I was like, I do not want to even breathe next to this car. But it's, so, it's it's art. It's a it's preserving art. And if you start looking at cars like this of this caliber in that way, you will understand why the owners need to be so picky, because you are literally preserving art. Right. With the value of high priced art as well, and some especially these older ones. Well, Dave hit on a, on a subject that you're going to hear a lot more about on, on our podcast, uh, especially coming into Monterey this year. There's a big theme going on about passing these the this type of cars and lineage to the next generation the millennials and 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 teaching them about these cars so this is an interesting this is a topic that's you know we always we all all three of us here have sat at these car events and seen the little kids come in and they got the hot wheels car and they find the car that you know and it's about exciting them and showing them the next generation and encouraging them to go out and work their butts off and so that they can have these nice things and then take that history and pass it on Right. No, it's uh, it it's a motivator. I know I had a 13-year-old son who uh, uh, he was in love with Lamborghini Countach. <laughs> oh, I was I had it on I I mean, it's one of the first oh, posters yeah. I ever owned. Yep. You had you had the you had a, a white, red or black Countach or and I had a white Testarossa. Yeah, on my wall and the posters faced each yeah, other right. I, on my wall so i mean yeah <laughs> yep. that's and yeah. so he it motivated him in high school and he did okay but good uh, yeah <laughs> there you go i mean that's and that's a lot of fun like i said it's this is um this is an event that the car community around here really supports um you know we're lucky enough to live in an area that has such incredible cars in it i mean i mean just the, when we just look at the ferraris that are in this area i mean even though you said you're the smallest club some of the most well the what we're, we're going to see here in a few in a month or so maybe the most valuable ferrari ever is going to come out of the pacific northwest so that's 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 a neat thing yeah so let's yeah. rewind a little bit and dave how did you even get into this 
I mean, besides just buying a car, I know I know you had the F three fifty five, but well, <laughs> I uh, I was a mechanical engineer by training, and my little thirteen year old in Los Angeles was yelling from the back seat, Lamborghini, Lamborghini, <laughs> and <laughs> I got to talking with the guys at work, and. Uh, found out that, you know, we could build ourselves a Lamborghini replica. Yeah. And uh, we were engineers at the time, and one had had skills in terms of making stuff. And uh, we eventually, make a long story short, we wound up building a Lamborghini replica. And uh, we were on the cover of Kit Car magazine at least three or four times. Because wow. we had a NASCAR-type chassis inside that envelope, okay. whereas the typical replicas used a donor uh, Fiero chassis or something like that. But this was a real, this was the real deal. And uh, we built five cars. One uh, uh, ran in the Cannonball Run uh, out of Las Vegas to Ely, Nevada. So not, not the movie, the, the actual Cannonball Run. The real one. Oh, my God. <laughs> what was powering it? Uh, he had a uh, punched-out NASCAR engine in it in a ZF transmission. So it was probably more reliable and faster. Got it. <laughs> and faster. No, he he was his top speed was close to 190 uh, most of the most of the trip. This amazes me. I've known Dave for quite a few years. I had no idea this even existed that you were you were doing that. That's so cool. I mean, yeah, well, it wasn't me. It was it was some Alpha Eight C just rolled by. Oh, sorry, Eight C. Oh, Eight C. Not okay. a Four C. Eight C just rolled by. Of all cars, I'm like. <laughs> But yeah. Anyway, that's, sorry. That's I'm just like. That's whoa, the reason. Whoa. By the way, that's the way. I li- that's one of the yeah. reasons I live here is I get to just watch just the watch cars the go cars by. Go. I, I so. thought it was a four C at first, and no. I was like, perfect you timing. Eight C's around. You don't see eight C's no. around. No, we we wound up making five of these, and a guy bought one. He okay. sold a helicopter to buy it and turn it into this race car. Kind of crazy deal, but. What happened is we got sued for $5 million for trade dress infringement by some fancy lawyers in New York who work for Chrysler, who own Lamborghini, and so that was the end of that. Oh, okay. (laughs) You made a better car, not going to happen. Did you see on this, and and I'll I'll send you the article, there was a guy a couple years ago, and it might have been in New York, who built a Lamborghini Countach replica in his basement, fully painted it. I'll send you the article. They had to take out his foundation to get it out. I mean, he, I mean, he, he built it. He painted everything in the basement of his of his house over like eight years. And then the best pictures are they them digging this huge trench for it to get it out of the get house of or get house. it out of there. So that's interesting. I didn't know that. So, did you guys use any Ita- like of the of the Lamborghini parts to build these cars, or was everything one off fab? We we the unique turn signals were unique. That was about the only thing we did. Everything else was full race stuff on the inside yeah i think most of the the countoshes in the later years and i know the diablos were hella uh kind of off the shelf parts if you had the lights everything like yeah, that they the were hella really, lights we had to go buy the hella yeah, lights but and, you could buy them right out of the hella catalog because yeah. i had that when i was doing motorcycle race stuff we used to have hella for off-road lights sure. and i was yeah. like i was looking at one of these things one time i was like i recognize that i was like oh that's the turn signals off a of diablo and it turns out they're just off the shelf parts you can buy for anything for use industrial application whatever You'd be shocked at how much... Let the world know. Well, it reminds me because I'm thinking like 300ZX headlights for the Diablo. Oh, that's right. That kind of thing where Lamborghini did a lot of that and people don't realize it. They they literally were just like, well, that's a light. It'll fit. We'll make it work. And it was fiberglass over that or Kevlar, carbon, whatever. So you, you you built these. Uh, Lamborghini asked you nicely to not build any more of them. Right. They made right. us Which destroy. Which probably means you were doing something right. They made us destroy the molds. It was, you know, <laughs> well, it was, it was kind of too bad. But we, 
we had fun while Dave's we were an doing outlaw. it. <laughs> yeah. So how did you make the transition from building kit cars to getting into what, what brought you to the Ferrari? Well, uh, I changed jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, imagine I would imagine that, so. Yeah. And by the time 2001 came around, I felt financially comfortable enough to buy a uh, buy a real for I love the 355. I thought that was one of the most beautiful cars they'd made. First for ever. Time. I've talked. I've talked uh, about one to own one. Uh, yeah. Yep. And I mean. so I, I said to my wife, she said, "Oh my God!" <laughs> you know? But we went and bought it, and we picked it up. It was over in Queen Anne, and she kind of shrunk down into the seat because she didn't want to be seen in the thing. <laughs> And, you know, after a couple of years, she got used to going 140 miles an hour. So, so she said, that's the only okay. way to get used to it is, to, you know, if you, can, if you can get them used to 140 by going 150, that's the best way to do it. That's still one of my favorite Ferraris ever. I still, I have, I'm old school, so probably show my age a little bit, but Papa Pedalites on everything, man. Anything with Papa yeah. Pedalites, I oh, love. Oh, yeah. I just, those, I just, those are cool. Nostalgia for, I think it's nostalgia for when I was a kid, growing up in the 80s, and they had everything was cool. Everything with Papa Pedalites was cool. Papa, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, like I just that. remember, like, that was the first, like, uh, when I think of, in my progression, in my mind of, of cars, like, I mean, I thought of the Testarossa and the Countach, and the next thing I think of is the 355. Like, progression-wise, yeah. that's where they went with it, but I mean, yeah. right. and the noise those cars make, yep. I mean, yeah. still make these days, I mean. You know, there were Sunday mornings where I'd get up early and sit outside the I-90 tunnel all by myself, yeah. waiting for the last truck or car to go by. And wind that thing up in the tunnel, and it just sounded so good. <laughs> we've we've all done Ferrari. those high speed runs in Mexico, right. allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Believe me, the I ninety tunnels. I, I when I first moved here, I lived on Mercer Island, and I lived oh. right near the tunnels, and you could hear people coming. I mean, yeah. or, or or they'd make the big long sprint across the bridge in the middle of the night, and oh. Washington State Patrol, I think, is on. No, I, <laughs> I never did that. I never did that. No, 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 never, not. no, 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 no. We were, Sometimes my foot slipped. We were just down in Yosemite. Uh, Two days ago, yeah. and I remember we were driving through the tunnels there. And we were driving my Audi, my S4. And yeah. We just kind of laughed because we downshifted, and we're like, "It's not the same." It's just <laughs> it's like not Burr. the same. It doesn't sound the same. <laughs> like, oh, disappointment. That sounds like disappointment. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's take one more quick break, and when we come back. Uh, I want get, to get all the highlights out to, of the event to our listeners, and we'll go from there. All right. Sounds good. Hey, everybody. This is Dan from Rain City Supercars. Rain City Supercars is brought to you by M Squared Fitness, personalized fitness and personalized performance. Nick and I are both members at M Squared and can personally testify to the great results. You can find M Squared Fitness at m2-fitness.com or on Facebook or Instagram at m2fitnessredmond. Mention Rain City Supercars and get your first visit free. But remember, you've got to mention Rain City Supercars. And we're back. Um... Dave, we're learning so much about you here, buddy. But one thing I want to know is how did you make the transition from from being a Ferrari owner to going, I, I, I really want, I mean, obviously Ferrari is a passion. It, I mean, the brand is a passion. So you, you went from owning a 355, you've got the 458 Spider now. How did you make the transition into the club and then to start judging? Well, the judging, I, uh, I never really... Uh planned to be a judge I, I started out as the chairman of a very small of our first event was at Matthews winery and we had maybe 40 or 50 cars mm -hmm. and Will Diefenbach is our chief judge for our event and he volunteered because he had some expertise in that uh, a little to, bit of knowledge there in his head yeah, yeah. believe me and so uh, we just drew uh, from the people who were familiar with the cars and uh, and I for the most part didn't do judging until we got uh, like three or four years ago we were uh, 
I was kind of an assistant judge. I, I was the chairman of the event, but I was also judging 355s. And it, it's better to just be chairman and not be a judge. It's the, <laughs> you cross the line you don't want to cross. Yeah. Well, no, the, yeah. the issue is there's just too much going on. And so uh, uh, that's, that's basically how. Interesting. How it, and I've been the chairman ever since, not because I wanted to be, really. It's just that that's how the division will work. Okay. Uh, so did, were you president of the Ferrari Club for a while? Too? No, no, never no. never no? wanted to be regional. I was an no. assistant regional yeah. director. That's just a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, nobody does a better job than William. William I know. We all know William and, and, and his... <laughs> And, 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 the, and the person that runs William is Jamie June, uh, yeah. who, who, really, who is the MC for your event this year, yes, correct? Yes, she is. Yeah. Dan and, and I have known Jamie for... But Dan grew up with Jamie. Well, I didn't grow up with her, but she's well, from but, a small town like I am, of yeah. course. Oh, so, okay. yeah, yeah. We so, also have, uh, you have Lauren doing some work. Yeah, Lauren Falk is going to be our presenter. Uh, we have very nice trophies. We spend most of our budget on trophies, and she's she's our presenter. She's and, great. She actually she, drove down to Monterey with us what, two she? years ago. We, we got They're to can drive. Yeah. She can uh, hang. Yeah, she okay. is awesome. We she are, was following us in a G-Wagon on 23-inch rims into corners, and she I mean, she, knows, and she knows how to drive, and she yeah. knows cars. So Yeah, you've got, I think it's a big part of it is you guys have great staff running this event. Like yeah. we, we know a lot of people who, we know virtually everybody on this event just because we're local, of yeah. course, but man, great people, great event. Um, One more thing, uh, people's yeah. choice. Uh, last, oh, yeah. last year was kind of uh, disappointing because it was so simple. All you had to do was take the number on the card in the windshield, if that was your favorite car, and text it to a number that uh, uh, we you, gave you. Are yeah. you guys going to do the same thing We're going to do the same, but we're going to spike it a little bit. We're going to have Lauren walk around with a handful of instructions and pass those out. People will to listen to Lauren, to make, trust yes. me. Make sure, exactly. <laughs> make sure. So we're, we're uh, hoping that goes well as well. Yeah, but, so uh, I she, mean, uh, what time does the event start? 10, 10 a.m., right? 10 a.m., and to, uh, judging stops at 1, and uh, People's Choice stops at 1.30, and then at, at 2, we start the awards. And go two to three for the awards, and uh, it's an incredible event to come. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, Dan and I and a, and a bunch of our friends will be there walking around, um, actually enjoying a car show for once. Like we're yeah. always so busy, you know, working at car shows, we don't get. Yeah. Every, I, I, every time people come, they go, "Oh, did you see this car?" Yeah. No, I was working. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really yeah. look. For, I look forward to this event every year of going. Yeah, well, if we, you see us, come say hi. I mean, not just you, Dave, yeah. but everybody who's listening. If you see us at the event, please do come say hi. We love anybody who listens to our show. It's always a compliment when we get that. So. Right. Well, we. Have have close to 90 cars registered plus we have dealer cars coming so we got we got the field full we've got 22 four five eights Dang. well everybody owns one of those Come on. yeah right <laughs> I'll tell, I, mean, I was going to bring mine, but I'll take the vest. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. I'm, 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 I mean, I'm saying 488 convertible in your future here? Yeah, they're, no, uh, they're, they're four, they're, I should say 458, 488s sure. in that class, but uh, Still. no, it, it's going to be quite a candy show. Well, I mean, I don't doubt it. I mean, it's every year I go and I go, I've never seen that car before. Actually, that's a good question I bring up. What do you think about turbos, the turbos on the 488? I was pleasantly surprised yeah. that they sound as good as they do. Ferrari's oh. done a magnificent job with that. I, uh, it's not. I, I I prefer my normally aspirated car just because it it winds to ninety two hundred. But uh, that all. <laughs> what, plus, it it exceeds my ability to drive it. And if I had a four eighty eight, that's a hundred more horsepower. <laughs> 
That's a smart Ferrari owner right there. Exactly. There's so many people that go, oh, I can drive it as fast as it can drive. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> that goes for all cars, not just Ferraris. But yeah, especially no, Hellcats. There's, <laughs> we're going to touch on that on another subject. But, Next episode, folks. Um, yeah, Ferrari and Maserati have always been some of the best-sounding cars, I think, on the market. Oh, hands I've down. Just, I mean, even, even like the, the, the turbo, you know, the V6 that... Ferrari source and Maserati. I mean, they're just the, Ferrari knows how to tune a car and Maserati mm-hmm. and and Alpha as well. I mean, yeah. they, they're they're all beautiful cars. But this is going to be uh, an incredible event, and you do not want to miss it. Like I said, it, it's happening Sunday, July eighth, from ten a.m. to three p.m. down in uh, Lake Kathleen uh, Road uh, in Renton. Um, we'll put all the all the advice, all the uh, event. Yeah, anything you need to know about the event, we're going to have on the page. It's going to be published on Facebook. We're going to publish it on Twitter. We're going to publish it. On our, on our own website, of course. So you guys need to come check this out. Like I said, even if you're not the biggest Ferrari fan, you will have a good time at the show. You will be glad you went. It's free, good food, good wine. If your wife's not a car person, they'll have good food and good wine. We know how it works. If your wife's not a car person, you can find a car person there to take home. Never mind. <laughs> no, um, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Dave, thank you so much for taking the time to come in and talk to us. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, Thank you, guys. Busy man, so, yeah. We'll see you there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Dave. So uh, for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there, enjoy the drive.